All right, let's get into some of the teaching stuff because that's what we're here for, right? We want to learn a little bit of something about how we evaluate people for depression and what that is. So depression is one of the most common things in psychiatry, one of the most common things that people will come to a psychiatrist for an evaluation for. It's common and up to like, you know, 10% or so of the population and something that regardless of it, you always have to do because whenever you see a psychiatrist or anybody along those lines, you've got to do a basic safety assessment to make sure that there is safety to themselves and to other people. All students, when they're going through this, they learn the mnemonic SIGI caps, right? First S for me is sadness, right? First question right off the bat, are you sad? Are you feeling sad? Are you feeling lack of motivation? Are you feeling down, depressed, etc.? You need to have a sadness to establish depression. I is interest in, or anhedonia, right? Lack of interest in things. So people will describe that they have a lack of interest in things they used to enjoy. Things don't bring them pleasure like they used to do. I used to love playing basketball, but now I just can't even do it. Or if I'm forced to play basketball, it doesn't bring me happiness anymore. G, guilt. Guilt is different, right? Because it's more like feeling like a burden, feeling almost like a shame, feeling like things are my fault, right? Like that's what we talk about when people will say things like, I'm feeling guilt in depression. So the E then is for energy. And energy will often be in depression down. Right? So what we see are things like a lack of motivation. I can't have the energy. I don't have the energy to get into the shower. I don't have the energy to go to school or go to work. I just feel like I'm just tired all the time. Right? Energy goes down. Motivation goes down. Our ADLs, our activities of daily living as a whole drop down as a whole too. C, concentration. And it's not just like ADHD and attention kind of concentration. It's more in regards to decision making, right? You notice that decisions become harder to make. They take longer to make. An example that I always had when I was in training is that people would sit in front and decide what kind of socks they want to wear for the day. And it'll take them 10 minutes to make a decision about what they want to do or what pair of socks they want to do because there's concerns that this decision about the socks is going to become very problematic down the line. Decisions, decision paralysis, that's the kind of stuff that we see with concentration problems or otherwise just being so down and depressed you can't concentrate on anything at all. A stands for appetite. In depression, appetite can change in two different ways. We look at appetite kind of going up and appetite sometimes going down right? So I'm so depressed. I don't feel like I'm hungry at all. So people will stop eating. They'll forget to eat. They'll skip meals kind of unintentionally or conversely, I should say, is that people will overeat or they'll compensate by eating a lot or they'll feel like they just need to eat all the time. So appetite can go up. The second level question that comes with a change in appetite is, have you had any kind of changes in your weight that have been kind of intentional or unintentional? Oh, all of a sudden I've dropped 20 pounds and I didn't realize it. I wasn't trying to do that. Or I gained 30 pounds and I wasn't trying to do that. People don't weigh themselves. You look at their clothes fit. Clothes don't fit me as much. I'm wearing more baggy clothes. I'm wearing more sweatpants, sweat clothes, or just wearing night pajamas and stuff like that around the house. The P is psychomotor retardation, psychomotor agitation. And what that means is essentially a feeling of sluggishness, a feeling, and this is different from a decrease in energy, but there's the concept of this feeling like you weigh more than you actually do, right? You are have bowling balls attached to your leg. You're moving through jello. You're literally slugging, dragging along through life. 
you have a bar or you have a weight on your shoulders. And that's the feeling that people will describe with, with second motor retardation. They literally look like, and people will describe them, they're just literally going through life in slow motion. Psychomotor agitation on the converse is that the opposite. They feel agitated, they have to constantly move, they can't sit still. And it's different from being fidgety in regards to it's more, they just have to constantly move all over the place because they need that desire, that need is always there. The last S in my psyche caps is sleep. And I go a little bit more into sleep um, because of the fact that sleep is so important, it's really undervalued and underrepresented when we're talking about mental health stuff. When we have trouble falling asleep, we have trouble maintaining sleep, we ask about these things. Um, we have trouble waking up early in the morning at like two, three in the morning and then we can't fall back asleep. Our sleep is interrupted. I need something to help me go to sleep or so I try to take something to go to sleep and I just can't. Or my taking naps during the daytime, I'm sleeping a lot during the day. I have trouble in regards to being able to have restful sleep. We, we ask about, you know, how many hours of sleep somebody has to get an idea of the hours of sleep. Is that like in that good six to eight-ish, seven to eight-ish hour window or not? Or is it off? The last S is safety concerns. So things like suicidality, self-injury, homicidality. I'm gonna talk about that in another episode, another video gonna get in there really break it in because it's so important but it's really important when we're evaluating for depression to evaluate for those things as well when i'm doing my depression evaluation there's four other things i ask for that are outside of this normal psyche caps one is feeling hopeless one is feeling helpless one is feeling worthless the last one is crying episodes feeling hopeless is important because when studies were done it showed that the feeling of hopelessness was one of the most predictive factors for a suicide attempt so asking people, do you see hope for the future? Are there things that you have? People who describe feeling really hopeless, they're people you have to be concerned about. Feeling helpless, feeling as if nobody can help you, feeling if you're not worthy of help, feeling like nothing can help you. That's another kind of concerning thing. And feeling worthless as well. I have no worth, I bring nothing to the world. The world will be better off without me. And the last one with that is also crying episodes. With depression, you, you look for crying spontaneously, crying really easily crying during commercials, during TV shows, all of a sudden being more emotional as a whole. The last thing, I know we're the kick string, so we got to ask what's, what's on my feet today. We got the Jordan 7s. These are the Greater China editions. So they have a cool little uh, dragon skin on there and a uh, dragon pattern on the other side. So cool pair.